Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Wednesday evening. I want to say Thursday because for two years we did this on Thursday nights, but Wednesday evening, um, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, back with you guys again. I am not live at Bay Cannon, but I am drinking some Bay Cannon beer. Richie, I see you got the same thing. Uh, I got my Maxwell out, which is my favorite. This is the best stout because it's not so heavy. I feel like a lot of times you get stouts that are just, you know, like 10, 11, 12, 13%. They're just kind of absurd. And, uh, um, this is really, this is, I don't know, I'm a big Maxwell fan. So link in the description, you can go to Bavana.com and order Bay Cannon there. Um, soon and very soon we will have the four Patriots from, um, they're the American blonde from SOF brewing available as well. Shout out to Bay Cannon, SOF brewing the work that they uh, do. Sorry that we're not there this week. We'll be back next week. I've got sick kids. We've got storms coming in. It's kind of a crazy week, but we'll be back there next week. Uh, let's jump right into it. Richie. We're previewing the Syracuse game, Florida state six and three going up against Syracuse this weekend on our Rohan law extra sauce guest segment. We have James Fineral. Rohan Law specializes in injury cases. If you've been hurt in a wreck or slip and fall, Rohan Law are the knolls you need. Doug and his wife, Julia, are former marching chiefs, and Doug graduated from FSU's law school. Just like we enjoy talking strategy for an FSU win on Saturday evening, Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. Call them today at 888-99-KNOLLS. That's 888-99-NOLLES. To review your case for free. If you don't need them today, still give them a follow on YouTube and Twitter. You can search Rohan Law. They are your best friends on your worst day. James, how you doing, my man? What's going on? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. We're running you through the car wash. I know you were on the roll-up earlier today. Awesome. Now you're on with us. So appreciate you for uh, stopping by, hanging out. Um, man, let's get after it. So the, the question on everybody's mind, and, and I know that you May not have a, a direct answer here, but what what are your thoughts on Garrett Schrader this weekend? And uh, what is your what is your gut telling you? Like if you had to guess, where where are you leaning on this uh, QB situation? Yeah, I mean that is the big question for sure. At least on Syracuse's end, will Garrett Schrader go? And Dino Babers is keeping it close to the vest, as no one should be surprised. There he hasn't given up much information. He was like. Since we held out Garrett against Pitt, we hope that he's healthier, but we just don't know yet. I mean, my gut, I think we could see him play because this is a very important game for Syracuse. They're on a three-game losing streak right now. As I think Florida State went through a three-game losing streak as well, bounced back from that. So uh, this is a huge game for Syracuse. And I, I know that he wants to play. He's a competitor. He's got competitive spirit about him, and he wants to be out there. It's just a matter of if the training staff – any of the evaluations allow him to get out there. My gut will be that we will see him this week, but no real information as far as from the Syracuse coaching staff as to whether or not he will be the starter, at least so far. And if he can't go, Carlos Del Rio Wilson, the former Florida Gator transferred to Syracuse. Uh, he really struggled last week, you know, outside of a, a long pass to former Florida state receiver, DeMarcus, um, How's the offense different with him in there as opposed to Garrett Schrader? Because Florida State fans remember Garrett Schrader a year ago. I think he had four touchdowns in Tallahassee. He he definitely gave us a headache. Yeah, with Del Rio Wilson, I'd say that him and Schrader have some similar qualities in terms of they can push it down the field and they also have that dual threat ability. It's just the Schrader is way more comfortable, especially in 
this new offensive system that Syracuse has. He's looked a lot sharper throwing the football this year. As last year, he was pretty reliant on the run for sure. And he's an athletic guy. He still likes to get out there and take off. But um, Garrett Schrader's been more accurate than what we've seen from Del Rio Wilson so far. And I think just more comfortable with the system. So I think it's definitely a big, a big upgrade for Syracuse if Schrader is able to come back. Del Rio Wilson did show some flashes in the game before against Notre Dame when he came in at the half for Schrader. But yes, last week was definitely pretty discouraging, but it was the whole offensive unit, honestly, as well. It, he didn't have much time. He did make some poor decisions, but yeah, that the offensive line for Syracuse didn't hold up too well and they couldn't really get anything going on the ground. So it was a tough situation for him last week. And if he does start, I hope that he is definitely more comfortable this week, but it's, I'd say a pretty big difference as terms of who actually gets the start for Syracuse. Yeah, and you, and you kind of answered my question there a little bit, but Sean Tucker, a, a phenomenal running back, especially at the college level, he's going to play on Sundays. But his production the past few weeks has been down last week, just 19 yards on 10 carries. It, is it the offensive line or is it something else going on with him? Because the, the past few weeks he's really struggled, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit of both. There is definitely some speculation that he's playing through some pain. He's been shaken up in a few games, but he hasn't missed a start yet this year. But there's definitely some rumors that he is playing through some type of nagging injury right now. And the offensive line has been very good for Syracuse at times. But as we've seen in the last few weeks, they haven't held up all that well. So definitely a combination there. And then also the fact that every team that Syracuse plays understands Sean Tucker is the most versatile offensive player on that team. And they're keying in on him. And we've seen it early in the season when Syracuse is doing well. Sean Tucker would maybe have a mediocre game, but it'll allow Garrett Schrader to have a huge game. Syracuse still pulls out the win. But now it seems like the rest of the offense hasn't been able to get going since teams have been able to kind of slow down Sean Tucker and the Syracuse run game. Yeah, and just looking at the other side of the ball, uh, Jihad Carter, man, this guy has four turnovers in the last three weeks. Uh, that really stands out. Is he someone that Jordan Travis should probably look away from when uh, he's dropping back this week? Yeah, you would think so. I would definitely avoid him if I was Jordan Travis, the way he's playing right now. He has really come along. Everyone knew heading into the year that he had a lot of potential, but he's really seeing it through, especially in the last three or so games. Even though Syracuse hasn't been able to pull out the wins, he's been playing at an extremely high level. Exciting to see where he can take it because he's definitely a hardworking guy and he's definitely developed. Let me get off mute here for a second. Talk to us about uh, the overall health of the team. Florida State is probably healthier right now than they've been all year, maybe. They you know, have just about everybody back from fall camp um, or everybody that started – We'll say Duquesne and LSU. And they've even got a, a guy back that wasn't there then. Uh, so Florida State's probably the healthiest they've been all year. I know that the quarterback situation, we're not sure 100% there, but some injuries on the defense where there's some injuries on the offensive line. Can you talk a little bit about the health of Syracuse overall? Yeah, I mean, that's not good for Syracuse if Florida State's coming in pretty healthy. because <laughs> Hey, we, we we had to go up against Clemson, NC State, and Wake Forest unhealthy. So no yeah. sympathy at all. Yeah, that, that is tough. <laughs> good for them that they're getting back healthy. Syracuse has taken some hits and it's not some major players have gone out for the season. Even in the first game of the year, they lost linebacker Stephon Thompson, who is in line to have a big year. That linebacker group is still really good. And I would say the strength of the defense, but missing him has been tough. It would have been interesting to see the type of season he would have had. And then the big one recently was Garrett Williams. He is ruled out for the season. He's a guy who's been playing at a very high level cornerback 
opposite Deuce Chestnut, who's also been really solid for Syracuse. So um, one of the things I was wondering heading into this game is who's going to take on the challenge covering Johnny Wilson and would have been cool to see Garrett Williams be able to go up against him, even though it's still big size mismatch, but I feel like that's probably the case every week, whoever goes up against him. But um, that's the major big loss for Syracuse as of late. And um, they lost their fullback tight end, Chris Elmore, on the first game of the season as well. And they've lost a couple of defensive linemen. So they're definitely hurting. And then obviously the quarterback situation as well, a little bit up in the air right now with Garrett Schrader. We don't think it's that serious as he could play this week. But yeah, Syracuse is pretty banged up right now, hoping they can get a little healthier as the season comes to a close here. But it's certainly not at their strongest. We saw them on opening night against Louisville. Played a really nice game when they were actually healthy. But um, definitely a little banged up right now, for sure. What would you attribute the um, overall struggles to? We mentioned the losing streak. Um, obviously, game one, you, you played Clemson, right? Like So you played fairly well in that. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to fault a team for really ever losing to Clemson. Um, what would you attribute, you know, what would you really attribute the most of it to? Is it injuries? Is it just kind of bad luck? Is it, you know, what, what do you think is going on with Syracuse right now? I think the big thing is, and I was writing about this earlier today is the ground game on both sides of the ball has certainly not been going in their favor. First of all, defensively, they've had a tough time defending the run over these last three games and I think I had it written down here um yeah they've been outrushed in the last three games 700 to 210 which is pretty stifling over three game span they're getting outrushed by over 160 yards per game they haven't really been able to stop the opposing team on the ground and then also as we talked about with Sean Tucker the offensive line kind of a little bit of a setback so I wouldn't say In the Clemson game, they had it in the first half and then couldn't get anything going in the second half. And seemingly that's been the problem throughout the three-game stretch. So it's definitely not bad luck. I'd say injuries do play a part, but not being able to get it going on the ground and then also not being able to defend the run has been two of the things that have really hurt Syracuse over that stretch because they've been losing the time of possession battle as well as they're not able to run it very effectively. So those would be the key reasons why I think they've been on the three game losing streak. Yeah. And I guess what, what's been contributing to the struggle stopping the run because Florida state fans, we're still yeah. celebrating a 45 to three win over Miami in a game where Jordan Travis threw the ball 12 times and we ran 32 counters on 63 plays. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. If you're a Florida state fan to hear that Syracuse has been struggling, but what do you think has been st- um contributing to that and can it get turned around by Saturday? The couple injuries along the defensive line has definitely hurt it. And the linebacker Thompson just being out for the whole season, but um, also they're a smaller unit. They've been kind of pushed around the last three weeks or so and giving opposing running backs, big holes to run through. And I think yeah, Florida state should be in great shape in that department Syracuse is trying to make some adjustments last week against Pitt. They did hold them to about 3.4 yards per carry, but overall it was still a big difference in the game in terms of like time of possession there. And Pitt was pretty much running the entire game. They didn't really have too much confidence in their passing game, whereas Florida state would be a lot more dangerous in that respect. So Florida state should have the upper hand in that respect, but if Syracuse can come out and make some adjustments, that could be huge for them. Where is the mindset of the team? Um, you know, going through a, a three-game losing streak, a lot of people 
wondered how Florida State would do with that. Again, they played three good teams in Wake and NC State and, and um, Clemson. But then they had a bye week and played a sleepy kind of eh, Georgia Tech team. And Florida State did respond well with with two big blowouts. And so credit to the staff and the coaches. Um, Dino's a good coach. Um, what do you where do you think the mindset of the team is? Is it are you worried about a little quit down the stretch, or do you think they do bounce back and kind of play for something here at the end of the year? I think it's definitely a concern. I mean, I was really wondering after that Clemson game when they were up at half by a decent margin and then giving it up towards the end. I was wondering how they would respond. And then obviously Notre Dame kind of ran it down them and then lost the following game. So it is tough to say. I wouldn't say like they've completely given up. Obviously, they they still take it one game at a time and they believe they have the talent as they were picked to finish last in the ACC Atlantic heading into the year. So the season has already kind of overachieved in terms of the expectations on this team. I think the preseason win total was five and a half, and then they just started the season six and oh, so that's definitely encouraging, but it's not easy when you're on the three-game losing streak and then you run into a Florida State team that seems to be on the upswing here. So even if you're not mentally defeated or have a little quit in you, it's still going to be tough to face an opponent like that. And they go to Wake Forest and then have BC on the road to end the season. So that's definitely something to look out for to see just how much they compete over those three games because it's definitely a really valid question as to where the team's mindset is. Such a strong start, but then such a poor stretch right here and then face a tough opponent in your last home game. So it will be interesting to see. Um, I've got one, and then I'll pass it back to Richie. Uh, I'm going to go off script here, so I'll let Richie get back on the script. Um, it does probably help that games at 8 o'clock or seven, you know, 7.30 at night. You're not playing like a sleepy nooner or something where you got to – you know, roll out of bed and put on your football pads. It probably helps that you kind of got all day to get jacked and get hyped for the game and stuff. Um, we've had some people ask me. I've never been to Syracuse. It, I would like to go in two years when we. Well, actually, with the uh, the three teams, I don't know if we. Oh no, we will. Yeah, we're, we're the rotating. Yeah, so we will be back. Um, but uh, we, you know, double fries no slaw is an ode to Guthrie's there in Tallahassee. I don't know if there's one in Nashville or not. There's got to be one close though. So I don't know if you've ever had Guthrie's here in the South or not. Uh, but it's like a raisin canes or. Zach's right. or whatever. Yeah, I haven't what, tried. Uh, what's the uh, what's the Syracuse spot you're going to get food like before the game, or you're you're just dive place there in in uh, in Syracuse? Uh, what are you what are you going to get to eat? I would recommend Dinosaur Barbecue. It's a um, solid barbecue and just a fun overall spot, and it gets um nice and crowded game days. It's a fun environment for sure, and that would that would be my recommendation for you if you're ever um in town. I like it. I like it. All right, Rich, you can go back on screen. I like to ask you about food. We, we do a lot of food yeah. questions on here. So it's is what it is, man. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, so I have one more for you after this, but just curious, how do you see this game playing out? I don't know if you've put a score prediction out yet, or if you save that for later in the week, but just, you know, like TJ said, it's, I think it does benefit Syracuse a little bit being an eight o'clock game. I, I remember that Friday night game against Clemson where uh, Syracuse knocked him off and, and just mm-hmm. saw Dino in the locker room. It, it was electric. Uh, spoiler, my dad grew up in Syracuse, so I do have a little right. soft spot for Syracuse in my heart. But uh, just, yeah, how do you see the game playing out? And uh, do you have a prediction yet? If not, you can save it for uh, your paid subscribers over at 247. We'll probably that too. 
No, no, they ain't, they ain't listening to this. Tell us what you got, man. <laughs> they, they, this ain't going on your board. Come on. <laughs> they, they asked me for a prediction earlier today, and I, I said 27-21 Florida State, but that's just kind of a tentative prediction right now because yeah. I, I want to see what the quarterback situation is with Syracuse. I, th- I think Syracuse can win this ball game, but I'm not, I would take Florida State if it's Del Rio Wilson who's the starter, and I, I think – yeah, the run game is going to be a big problem for the Syracuse defense. Florida State like leads the ACC in rush yards per game and per carry, and so it's just going to be a very tough task to slow that down, especially since the team has struggled to defend the run. Florida State can kind of control the possession and overall just wear down the Syracuse defense. I see that as potentially a problem. However, if it is Garrett Schrader that gets to go, I want to see how – this offense could be potentially revitalized because the offense has been a lot more dynamic with him under center. So if he can go, Syracuse has a much better chance. And I definitely would have to revise my prediction, but with the uncertainty and then some of the mismatches there, I would probably lean Florida state in this one. Awesome. And my last question before I let TJ close us out, you know, Carmelo Anthony is probably my favorite non-Florida State basketball player of all time. How is Syracuse looking this year? I saw Bayheim just got his 1100th win, um, just an all-timer as far as college coaches go. But we will meet each other on the hardwood this year. So just mm-hmm. a very brief synopsis. How's, what's the outlook for Syracuse basketball this year? Yeah, Syracuse basketball, it's going to be a fun season to watch for sure. Last season was a big disappointment. Didn't make the tournament. They had... Jim, both of Jim Beheim's sons were on the team and they're both good players and they didn't make the dance. So that was disappointing. But this season is definitely could go a bunch of different ways. They have about four or five freshmen who are going to get legitimate minutes this year. So it will really depend on how those guys pan out. They have some decent veteran leadership as well. And I, I do expect them to get back to the tournament this year. They could be a very good team or they could fall short of expectations again but it's definitely an exciting time for Syracuse basketball they got a lot of high quality freshmen coming in a lot guys who play with high energy high tempo so Syracuse basketball is going to look a lot different this year but um it could be for the better are you uh are you familiar at all with this Baba Miller situation have you seen any of this stuff going around with Florida State or no I, I have not no I'm not familiar all right, so high-level overview, kid. Yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't tell you, but since I asked you, whatever. They, the, the fans know, but they can hear it again. Um, recruit from Spain um, took a uh, – is he, is he from Spain, Richie? Yeah, he's Sorry. from Spain. So yeah. he took a $3,000 took flight. Took a, took a comped flight before he signed. When he was 16 years old. Yep. Yeah, a few years ago. And um, once he learned it was a recruiting violation, they paid it back, but took a comped flight um, – three grand in the era of NIL and uh, the NCAA suspended him for like 16 games, half the season. So Florida state is just like, oh, wow. you know, pretty upset about it. Richie's wearing his free Baba shirt. So anyway, <laughs> I'll have it on. I'm going to have to keep my eyes on that. Uh, I wanted you to get, I wanted to get you to crap on the NCAA, but since you didn't know about it, I, I won't make you but uh, James, where can people find your work? Where can they, uh, find out more about what you're writing, read about Syracuse, the matchup, the preview, and all that. Yep, so my work is on 24-7 Sports. Cuse Nation is the name of the Syracuse-specific team site. And then on social media, just James Fineral. I'll post some content there as well. And those are just the main places you can find my work. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you a ton for coming on. If you get down to Tallahassee anytime soon, definitely run by a Guthrie's. Again, I think there's some in, in Tennessee. So hit you a Guthrie's and get you a, a gut box on us. But uh, – 
man, thanks for thanks for hanging out, man. Good luck this weekend. All right, awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me. Have a good one. Thanks, buddy. James Fennerall, our guest on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment. Rohan Law gave away a pair of Clemson tickets in the Champions Club, and they're going to do the same with the second biggest game on the schedule, the Florida game. We're going to announce that winner next week. But if you want to enter that contest for a pair of tickets to the UF game in the Champions Club, it also comes with a parking pass. Parking pass. Let's learn how to speak. Text UF ticks to 850-809-1906. Dozens of people in here now. You should go ahead and do this. UF ticks to 850-809-1906 for a chance to win two tickets to the Champions Club for the Gator game at the end of the year. We're announcing that next week. If you entered to win the Clemson tickets, whether you won or lost, you do have to enter again. So make sure you get that in. UF ticks to 850-809-1906. If you want to watch FSU beat UF while you're stuffed full of turkey on Friday night, text that number, UF text. Thank you, Rohan Law, for making this happen for one of our listeners. I really uh, – I, I enjoyed James. I, I didn't – I was on some of the roll-up this morning. I didn't get to watch all of it. Um, just the kids were out of school at that point, and they dropped too many F-bombs uh, for my wife to let me keep that on. But, uh, you know, I, I did see James Coleman, so I didn't see James Finner all in there. I thought it was really good. I, I liked his perspective. I do think it'll be very interesting to see where the mindset of Syracuse is. I know everybody's really focused on Schrader, but you know, if you were a Syracuse team, you were kind of playing for everything at one point, and now a lot of that is gone. So I think it'll be really, really interesting to see where their mindset is. Um, and obviously who starts at quarterback. That that is the big one. <laughs> it probably means more than the mindset at this point. So uh Rich, any thoughts? You want to jump right into our uh, our pick six? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate James and definitely guys go give them a look. And if you're like me, I will be on their message board all basketball season as well, especially leading up to the Florida State Syracuse basketball games. Good stuff. Well, I want to give a quick shout out to Made Equal Clothing. This is our Made Equal pick six. Harlan, you can get in here whenever you get a chance, but shout out to Made Equal Clothing. It's a clothing brand that raises awareness for racial and color discrimination and it financially supports local charities and partners working to bring positive change for it. Primary objective of the brand is to create a platform for anyone and everyone to talk about race, diversity, culture, and facing adversity in a safe place. Best part about Made Equal is they donate 10% of your order to one of their local partners if you uh, that you choose from a list. It's madeequalco.com. Their Twitter is madeequalco. And if you go right now, at the very end of our show, we are going to pick a winner for a free item off of their website. If you go right now to madeequalco on Twitter retweet their pin tweet or the tweet that they posted earlier today, either one of those retweet those. We're going to pick one winner at the end of the show. That's going to be in like five, 10 minutes to get any one free item that you want off of their website. Courtesy of double fries. Also, we're picking that up. We're not charging them. We're going to select a charity and everything. It's going to be the boys and girls club of Tampa. Sorry, Richie. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but go retweet that right now. Make sure you're following made equal clothing. They work with Trayshawn Ward. Excited to see Trayshawn back out on the field this week. Fingers crossed. Um, but go get that retweeted. Again, you got five or six minutes. So we got a bunch of retweets. I saw it today. Got a bunch of new follows for them. But let's make sure that we're supporting uh, people that are giving back and uh, also people that are taking care of our athletes through NIL. All right. Let's, uh, Harlan, we're running out of time. So let's skip the uh, update of um, where we are as far as scores. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody needs to hear that. Uh, but, uh, let's get, no, I'm just kidding. What, what do we got for the week? Uh, and then Richie run us down. Yeah. So, uh, Richie caught up to me a little bit. I think he gained two on me. It's, um, Harlan 33, Richie 31, TJ 26. 
I'm struggling. I am struggling. <laughs> um, all right, I just need to pick with Harlan. So, uh, <laughs> what we got, Richie? Call him out. Yeah, and just real quick, guys, don't just give Made Equal a retweet. Give him a follow, too, right? You follow every sports anchor, every newscaster in the world, every politician. Give Made Equal a follow, too, when you retweet it. And with that, we'll hop right in. I mean, yeah, if you follow me and Richie, you certainly (laughs) should be following them. (laughs) You're going to follow us. like Get get my bad takes. Um, (laughs) Let's start with Florida State. 199.5 rush yards. That's actually above their average on the season, but – Man, they've hit over 200 on a lot of good defenses. Syracuse, we just talked to James. Doesn't sound great. Um, I'll start it off, and I'll say over. Harlan. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna hedge my bet here. It's been working, and you'll see on the next one, but I'm going over. Um, I got to pick up points. So, <laughs> oh, it seems like a terrible way to do it. Um, 199. JT doesn't get sacked much, so that's why I, I feel yeah. pretty confident in the over there. Yeah, I got to go over there. I, I I really want to pick up some points, so I'm looking for opportunities to disagree with you guys, and I just can't right. there over so, on that one. So we'll start with Harlow on this one. I think he kind of uh, showed his hand a little bit. I'm guessing he's going under Jordan Travis, 265 pass yards. No, I'm hedging it, so I'm going over oh. on both, and one of them's going to oh, hit. Okay. Oh, smart. All right, smart Jay, what do you think? 260 and a half pass yards for JT. I'll, yeah, so my only real hope of hitting – yeah, I'll go under. I'll go under on this one. I think we run I, the ball pretty well. I'll go under. I think I'm with you, TJ. I think, you know, coming off an emotional game, I think Mike Norvell doesn't really want this to be a, a shootout. I think he's going to try and shorten the game a little bit knowing how great this rushing offense is. Uh, I'll take the under just slightly there as well. Uh, hey, uh, John- keep track. Made equals playing here too. They're, they're, they got over on both. So Harlan, keep track <laughs> of that. If made equal beats me, I'll give away another item next week. If made equal beats <laughs> yeah. TJ, he's got to buy me a pair of the joggers. That, that's Not to you. Right no, there. we're giving it back to somebody, a uh, <laughs> listener or something. Uh, but if, if you beat made equal, then we'll talk about it. But yeah, if made equal beats <laughs> me this week, I'll buy somebody else an item next week. So. Try and get some some folks in made equal stuff for that UF game. So uh, I'll, I'll kick off this next one. Johnny Wilson, 65 and a half receiving yards. I, I think he gets a touchdown, maybe two, but I'm going to go under, which seems silly because he seems to have one big catch in every game. But I just think they're going to be so focused on rushing the ball this week. I'm going to you know hesitantly take the under. TJ, what do you think? 60 and a half receiving yards or 65 and a half for Johnny Wilson. Yeah, I'll go over here. Uh, James was telling us they don't have a great matchup for him. I think we do True. go after him. You can't pick. You can't change. Sorry, it's already done. It's written in stone. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, Johnny Wilson last week only had two catches. I think he gets more involved this week, and I'll go over. Yeah, their number one corner is out for the year. I'm going over. All right, let's go. So we don't do a lot of these, but let's let's, you know, mix in a little defensive action here. Jamie Robinson, seven and a half tackles a game. That is his average on the season. Uh, TJ, you can, or Harlan, start us off this time. Yeah, so I actually looked at these beforehand. I, I don't normally do that, so I hope I'm not <laughs> screwing my luck here. But he's had like 10, 8, 7, and then 10 in the last like five. So I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm TJ. going over as well. He he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year. People were questioning um, if he had regressed. Um He's really turned it on. And it's not just that play you saw 
where he threw the guy <laughs> down, which was fantastic. I, uh, Harlan, I'm sure you saw Made Equal did under on, on Wilson, but I'll go over on Robinson for sure. I, man, I, I want to go against the two of you, but I can't, right? Like, this is a guy that, like you said, TJ struggled early on in the year. Uh, I got to go over here. And that, man, that tackle on Ja'Kiri Brown, that, that was probably my favorite defensive player of the entire season so far. Um, but keeping it on the defensive side of the hey, ball. Hey, let's pause real quick. Yeah. Where does that live? So, made equals got the under there. They're trying to steal a point from me. I see that. <laughs> um that to me, that's like when Timmy Jernigan like ragdolled the offensive lineman down. Now that was, Better. but the crazy thing is that was after the play. Like that play was over. And then you know you you always think about Stanford Samuel's hit, Nigel Bradham's hit, um, Marvin Jones, yeah, Marvin Jones, Greg Taylor. Uh, I'm sorry, Greg Jones running over Sean Taylor. Like there's been some Jalen just absolutely like beasting some guys in 2014. That's up there. That's up there with those other ones, man. That that you know just the the way that he like pulled him down and then like. The throwdown, the push off. Yeah. That was, yeah. That they, was said Mike, they said Mike told him that would be in like every FSU Miami highlight. And I think he's right. Oh, That's really it will be. It's so and, disrespectful. Like yeah. the other ones yeah. are like, Amber Samuels was just like, a, I mean, that's kind of disrespectful, but that was just a good hit. You know, like he yeah. just lined it up well. The, the throwing down, like he's your little brother, like that's yeah. disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you got to think the Stanford Samuels, right? Like Miami scored on the next play and Florida lost the game. So this was a right. all-time blowout fashion. Yeah. And the, the the push at the end is what puts it over the top, as well as the commentary from the broadcaster. Just the way he says, dismissed. Like it was just, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Yeah. That was just, an, I'm going to go watch this right after we finish that up here. But we do have two more. <laughs> And we're going to start. I thought this was a fitting one. Jared Verse, one and a half tackles for loss slash sacks. Florida State found Jared Verse because they were scouting Syracuse and Verse was playing for Albany. That, to me, is just a really cool story in itself that that's the way the Florida State staff even knew who Jared Verse was based on his film against Syracuse when he was at Albany. I'm taking the over here. Maybe one and a half is too low. We'll see what you two say, but I, I'm going over on this one, Harlan. He leads the ACC in tackles for loss. I have to go over. <laughs> yeah, th- this one I would have to think about it. Two, two and a half, but one and a half's an over. So, so two and a half is that where you would have gone under, or three and a half maybe? Because man, it's. So I'll go. I'll go under two and a half if anybody okay. wants the over of two. But if we all go no. under two and a half, then we should probably just set a new one. <laughs> yeah, I'd go over two and a half. I'll go under. Okay, do that. Make it two and a half. Make I'll, it two and a half. Under. Put me and Harlan at the over, and TJ, you got the under. All right, that's a deal. All right, and the last one, this one's uh, kind of personal to me, man. After uh, oh, the, the Stetson came into town and – oh, I can't believe you did this. 18-point favorite, drop that game. I, I'll mention that briefly here in a second. But 0.5 wins for Florida State's basketball team by the time – the football team kicks off with Syracuse, TJ Harlan, then I'll go. We play at UCF Friday night. No line is out just yet. Do I'm they play Saturday under. as well or just Friday? Just Friday. We're not going to play back. I'm going to go under. I don't think games can get played. Uh, I'll go under because I think UCF's really good. So I think we're taking the L. Sorry. <laughs> so, so they're 0 1. Yeah, but they lost, yeah. To, they lost to a good team. I think they're going to, yeah. yeah. I got so, under. Sorry. So looking at the Ken Pop, Florida State's. Florida State's 86th, UCF's 94th. That's really close. Um, I think the fact that I'm going to be in the building, I'm not great luck for football, but for basketball, I, I will be. I'll be their third row. I'm really excited to get to the game, going with a lot of friends. Uh, 
I'll be wearing my free Baba shirt and uh, trying to get the message out to the NCAA. I'm going to take the over uh, and be on no man's land here. So let's go with Harlan, Florida State, Syracuse game prediction. Yeah, so I was going back to what I said earlier. I was trying to find my score prediction. Uh, I went 40, FSU 42, Syracuse 24. Yeah, so I, what I said in the group chat is not what I'm going to do. I just, I don't know what it is. I'm riding the high, kind of like Harlan off this uh, Miami win. I think we're on, you know, blowout watch right here. I, I think Ooh. Florida State is going to run at will on this team. And I don't think Syracuse offense is anywhere near as good. You know, four or five weeks into the season, I was thinking, man, that, that's going to be a really tough game to win. Give me 38 to 17 Florida State covers the spread plus two more touchdowns on top of it. Oof, you are bold. And Brian's going to hate you for editing that late. <laughs> um yeah, I got 31-17. I think the game's never really in question. I think the Knolls win pretty big. I really love the 38 um, that both you and Made Equal went with. Um, I just think we take it a little bit slower. I, I think we, not, not necessarily intentionally, but I, I think we run a lot in this game. I don't know. I think we're pretty methodical. And uh, We only threw 12 times last week and scored Yeah, that's a good point. Points. Scored 45. <laughs> I also think Syracuse is better than Miami. So they are. Oh, that. by a long shot. Yeah. Maybe there's that too. Long shot. But, yeah, I think the Knowles kind of have this one. Um, and when, yeah, 31-17 is my final. Are you, you going to hammer that spread? About, uh, some questions about, um, which, Harlan, I'll let you get to Eddie in just a minute. Uh, Syracuse's quarterback, not confirmed, Al. Um but I do think he's going to be limited. So, you know, I don't think he's certainly not going to be a hundred percent. So uh, Harlan hit it. Touchdown Florida state. Touchdown. F S U. Appreciate Eddie. Godspeed to all those in the path of Nicole. Uh, love double fries. No slaw. Appreciate you, Eddie. Yeah. Anybody out there? We, it seems like this is the second time we've done a pod while, uh, while a hurricane is bearing down on, on a coast of Florida, obviously this one out on the East coast. I'm not um, at work this time. So this is nice. That's nice. Yeah. Obviously a little, a little, um, a little less. I talked to some folks on the East coast today and said they were already getting a good amount of flooding. Yeah. This one, maybe, maybe not as, uh, as crazy as the last one was, but still certainly want people to be careful, follow any kind of local advisories. If you are in the path of the storm, uh, my kids are off school tomorrow. So we'll have the, hurricane inside the house um tomorrow so y'all y'all pray for us but on a serious note um yeah please be careful if, if you're out there in the path listen to any local advisories um it's not it's not worth <laughs> not worth it you know dying over so just there's that uh but yeah send that thing up send that thing up the coast get that thing out of here so uh richie you got anything before we get out of here no i'm just excited to Florida State has four basketball games at Orlando this month, so I cannot wait. One at UCF Friday, three at a tournament at Disney. Um, I'm very excited, even after losing as an 18-point favorite, but I'm excited for the Syracuse football game. It, it's been a long time since it was like Tuesday or Wednesday in a week, and I'm like, man, I can't wait for the football game this week because these past few years have not been kind, but I just cannot wait to see this team take the field again because I think they're a legitimately good football team. And I think they're going to take care of business. Yeah, definitely excited for it. Um, man, the, yeah, it's been it's been some years since we were able to just be like, man, I cannot wait for FSU football. I've always gotten excited. I've always put the this kids late in all the their, season, right? We've been yeah, done. I've always put the, 
yeah, I mean, even when we knew we were going to get blown out by UF, I'd put the kids in their clothes. I'd put my FSU shirt. But, like, now it's, like, every week. Like, I wake up on game day and I'm just like, let's go. So, um, excited for it. Um, shout out all the people going. Uh, going to be in tally next weekend. Any recommendations? If you're going for the Louisiana game, um, yeah, definitely, you know, hit up Guthrie's. Uh, on your way out, that's a good call for that because it, the game won't be so late. The line won't be so long. I love Mad So for brunch. If you've never been to Madison Social, they don't pay us. They're not a sponsor. You guys can hit them up about that. But um, they're just good people and would certainly recommend them at any point. Um, and then get, you know, if you get there kind of early, uh, I like the Legacy Walk. So I think they'd be walking in at yeah. 930 if it's a noon kickoff. So you do have to get out there early for that. But uh, for a noon kick, you should be able to see the players walk in. It's a really cool experience, especially you said you got the family there. Um, my daughter, that was one of her favorite parts. She got to take a picture with the cheerleaders. The players walk right by. They high-five you and stuff. So that, that's a really cool experience. Take a picture with the Bobby statue. Take a picture with the Unconquered statue. Uh, all of all of that stuff. All that touristy stuff that I literally do every time I'm in Tallahassee. So don't, don't feel bad about it. Um, I think that's it. Richie, we'll be back on... Sunday um, with a podcast, maybe Saturday night. If we went big again, maybe we'll just do a, another reaction real quick on Saturday night and then do something creative on Sunday. So we'll figure it out, but we'll be back. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make you, sure you thumbs up. You like everything. Um, we're doing a tailgate for the Florida game. So if you go to Eventbrite and search Florida State, Florida, or FSU, UF, you will see our tailgate there. Um, would certainly enjoy having you out. Certainly enjoy um, – hanging out with you on Black Friday before we beat the Gators. Uh, that's all I got. Again, make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a comment, thumbs up, all those things, and we will talk to you guys soon. Go Knowles.